this is what my message is about today. It's called the voice of God. Okay? And, what, and how do we hear the voice of God? This, this is what it's about today. And when David was preaching about he said that, you know, he was talking about taking your mountain. And in order to take that mountain, you've got to hear from God. Okay? And then he said that if you heard from God 10 years ago and you still haven't took your mountain, His Word still hasn't changed. And you're walking around going, well, God, you told me this. He said, but then he said, he said, if you don't act on the word of God, what he told you 10 years ago, you're not going to hear from God again until you act on the word that he told you in the first place. So you keep wanting God to tell you every week when you come up here for prayer, David was talking about, that you want to hear from God again. Well, God wants you to act on what his word said the first time so that he can go ahead and give you a word for your, the next time that you're going to be before. That's how you're going to hear from God. Okay? Um, so I got, um, I got my notepad here. It don't look like y'all's notepad. Okay? This is old-fashioned notepad. Is that not right, David? And me and David, old-fashioned. <laughs> I sit down and I write. And I write so much, my pages curl up because, you know, you write on them with ink and everything, and they start um, curling up. So my son was counting how many pages I got. He goes, well, you'll never even get through that many. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It doesn't matter because all we're, we're concerned about what God wants for us today. And, and we're going to talk about how we can hear from God and maybe some steps that we can take so that we can hear from God. I also like what David said is that if somebody comes up to you and tells you they got a word from God and they give it to you, it'll always... You have to believe that it came from him because that word would already be given to you by God. All I'm doing or David's doing or anybody in here that gives you a word is confirming what God has already put in you. Okay? And you also can check the scriptures. Okay? If somebody gives you a word, if it don't line up right here with God's word, it's not from God. Okay? It has to line up with this word. The word right here, like he said, is the Logos. This is the Logos word. When you hear, physically hear God's word, that's the rhema word, okay? So that, that's some of what David was preaching on, okay? So I'm going to preach on about how maybe we can, how we got to get into God's presence and how we can hear what God is telling us, okay? So in 2 Timothy 3, and if you got that on 16, 17... Yeah, there we go. It said, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All Scripture, oh, that the man, <laughs> he keeps on going. <laughs> uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration. In other words, God inspired the Word. This is the Word of God. You want to hear from God? Read God's Word. Okay? It's right there. There's so many words in here that God can, when you start reading it, He'll just bring it out to you. And you'll see what he has for you. But you have to take the time to read God's word. Don't come to church every Sunday and expect the preacher going to give you the word and then it's good for you all week, okay? You should have been in this word all week. It's where your healing comes from. It's where your healing comes from. You hear from God, he tells you how to get healed, okay? He tells you how to break addictions in your life. It's all right here in God's word, okay? So the voice of God, you know, who or what are we listening to? Okay? So there could be different things that you're hearing, and it's not even God. It could be the enemy. 
It could even be your own thoughts that you have, okay? And we can't believe our own thoughts that that's what God is saying to us. A lot of times we think, okay, this is what I want to do. All right, so let's just say we go and we supposedly take some time and go talk to God. Of course, the way we talk to God is, God, I'd like to have a new house. Um, how about putting that in, you know, put that out there for me so I can have it. And that's about all the prayer we get, and then we expect God to go ahead and answer that prayer. Well, see, it doesn't work like that, okay? We have to get into the presence, get into the presence of God. So, you know, all through the Bible, God, God spoke to people. And, of course, I believe the first one he ever spoke to was Adam, okay? We, all, we always got to come out of Genesis because uh, that makes Pastor proud because we always come out of his favorite book. So, you know, he would come down to cool evening and talk to Adam, and I'm sure he poured into Adam like everything that God had he poured into Adam, and then God come down because he wanted to walk with him and have a relationship with him. Right. Because that's how God created us to have relationships. None of us want to be alone. We do not want to walk through this world alone. We want to have a relationship with somebody. Somebody that we can talk to. Somebody that we can be personal with. Somebody that we can be intimate with. And that's God. Okay, But we have to take the time to get intimate and close to God. Right, he spoke to Eve, you know. He got... He got a little mad at Eve a little couple times there, you know. When, but it really wasn't all Eve's fault because of when they ate the forbidden fruit. And, of course, then he asked why she did that. And, then, of course, he spoke to the devil, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a few good, kind words for the devil. You know, he spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Jacob and Joshua and Samuel. See, he spoke to Samuel, and Samuel didn't even know it was God talking to him. Sometimes we're not so, we're so far out there and we're not in tune with God, we don't even know it's God talking to us. It took him, I think, four times before he finally realized. He kept going to Eli, and Eli goes, well, it isn't me. He goes, well, I heard something. So he'd go back and lay back down, and God would talk to him again. He'd go back into Eli, and Eli goes, it's not me. So finally Samuel realized that it was God that was speaking to him. So sometimes, you know, God speaks to us, and we're not listening to what he's telling us, okay? Because we're not in tune to what God is saying. So we have to get our antennas up and get in tune with God as, as to what he's saying, okay? So we have to do that. I'm going to try to quit saying okay. I think somebody told me last time, you use okay too much. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is easy for preachers to come up here. Look, I battle to get this message. I knew about it for a month. And I battled every day for this message. Every day. Because it's easy for a preacher. I mean, I don't know how a pastor does it. Every week he gets up here. Nah, 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 nah. Every week. I don't know how he does it. Now, he's got the gift, I reckon. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so, but for me, it's a battle. And every time he calls up and goes, would you like to preach? I tell him no. I mean, every time. And then. A few days later, you know, God convicts me. He goes, listen, I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm going to give you a word. All right? So you need to preach. Okay? Sometimes I feel bad about coming up here and in, in, in front of you all because I don't think that I'm worthy to do this. Okay? And then sometimes I think people look down upon you and say, why do you always pick him? Why don't you pick me? Well, I'm going to tell you what. This is tough. It, it, when you start getting in God's words, it's tough. Because they're going to try to battle you from every side. 
It's going to come at you. They're going to attack you just like David was. I mean, it, you will get attacked. You can, ta- you can tell anybody, any of the people that have been in here, gone to ambassadors, anybody that tries to get up here and preach, you're going to be attacked. You are going to be attacked. So that's why we need to hear from the voice of God, okay? Um, so first of all, we have to understand, in order to hear the voice of God, we have to be saved. All right? So we... In John 3, 16, he said he sent his only begotten Son. Okay, that's uh, for, so whoever believeth on him shall be saved. We can't hear from God if we're not even a child of God. So first off, we've got to be saved. Okay, so we have to repent of our sins. And second of all, we have to believe that, that Jesus is who he says he is. Because if we don't believe that, then we can't even be saved. You know, it says in the Bible that each one of us are given a measure of faith when we're born. We, that measure of faith is so that we can believe in God. That's that measure of faith. And then we can build on that faith by, by all the things that happen and watching what Jesus does and, and how he performs miracles in our lives and other people's lives and how people react when, when Jesus does things like that. So our faith is built up every time that we see God do something in our lives, our faith gets built up that's why we're sitting in this church because of faith because of pastor's faith he had ungodly faith to get in here so if you get up here and preach this gospel every week you better have some faith okay so that's what you need to do so once we get saved i think the other thing that we need is the power of the holy ghost okay if we don't have the holy ghost we can't even fight off what the enemy is throwing at us okay because he's constantly going to be browbeating you about every decision that you make, every move you make, that he's going to try to destroy everything that's going on in your life. So if you've got the power of the Holy Ghost, that can be destroyed, okay? Because the devil's already been defeated. We just let him into our lives through our minds and our actions. We just let him come in and take over what we're doing, okay? And so the battlefield, you know, like Joyce Meyer says, is in the mind. So that's the only place that he can get to us is in our mind. And then we let that dwell in there and then it grows. And then before too long, you know, we start slipping back into where we were before in the world. And we don't want to do that. So I feel that we need the power of the Holy Ghost so that we can hear what God is saying to us. All right. What are we listening to on our daily basis? Okay. What, what, what? Let's say, what about when you go to the movies? What are you watching when you go to the movies? What kind of program, what kind of shows do you go watch? Are you watching shows that like have profanity in them? Okay, or, or shows that, that God has put in your heart to go see, like some of the ones that have come out that have been Christian lately. Um, what's that, uh, the new one that's come out, Mercy Me, is that it? I can only imagine there, I got my preacher to help me out right there. So, uh, movies like that. See, what gets in your head also gets down into your soul and into your heart. See, so so you've got to watch what you listen to, what you go see. What about your friends? What, what kind of friends are you hanging around? What are they saying to you? Are your friends, are they, are they building you up? Okay, are they edifying you? Or are they talking about people in the church? Are they gossiping? Um, are they, are um, the things that you look at on uh, Facebook, that's a good one, okay? 
And there's a lot of them things out there I don't even know about. You know, I know about Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm not on any of them but Facebook. So, and I just like to read some of the things that come on there because, you know, everybody puts their whole life out there for some reason. And then I'm guilty of that. I mean, I'll sit there and I'll scroll through that and read all that stuff. And it's not good. It's not good. So we need to be in this word, in this word. If we want to hear from God, we need to be in this word. So I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm struggling right now up here because I haven't been in the word like I should. Now, this morning I did get up. I got up 4 o'clock this morning, and I got into God's word. I, I got on sun porch. I got outside, and I, I just got with God and, and got to look at his creation, all the things that he's done. Uh, we got a great view of a mountain where we live, and I even looked at a little spider that was just crawling around, and he, he hopped, and he, he was cute. I mean, <laughs> I didn't kill him. <laughs> I let him live, but he's so tiny. But, but even that, what God had, that little, he had little white dots on him, and, and I'd play with him, and he'd jump up. So he's like a little jumping spider. So just the little things that I noticed that God did, and, I, and then he convicted me because I don't take the time to get in this word. I haven't took the time to be the priest of my household. I haven't took the time to get intimate with God. I mean, I've been convicted. I can't, it's hard for me to talk about it because it breaks my heart that I haven't got in there where I'm supposed to be with God. All of us do that. We don't have time for God. We're so fast. I'm, like David said, we live in a microwave world. We want it right now. We want our healing right now. We want our house. We want our cars. We want our marriages to be, be uh, healed. You know, we want everything to be restored to us instantly. But we don't want to take the time to sit down and talk to God so we can get to that point. Okay? So we just want to put it in the microwave, push the button, and boom, there it is. Okay? That's, that's what we want. Boom, there it is. Boom, there's our healing right there. You know, boom, addiction has been broken. Boom, our kids have been saved. But you know what? You've got to put in an effort. You've got to get close to God. You've got to get intimate with God. Okay? And we've got to be able to get with Him close enough so that we can hear what He's telling us. Okay? We have to tune in to what He's telling us. Okay? Oh, there I went with that. Okay, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm, every time I hit it, God goes, hey, you said okay again. So that was the thing about that. Uh, mm. Mm. He's still just putting on my heart about the healings. He just keeps, keeps coming back with the healings. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Can we put a uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen up there? It said, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise." And then Psalms thirty seven seven. So I'll be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble; you have known my soul in adversaries. And Psalms one forty three. Okay, uh, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you. Do I trust? Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Okay. So that, the one about, you know, in a, a fool in his own mind thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's not. Okay. We, 
See, the, the, righteous ste <clears throat> the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Okay? So in order for us to have the right steps and go in the right direction, we have to spend that time with God. Okay? So that's what Proverbs is saying. You're going out there on your own. Okay? And you think that you can do it on your own, but you can't. You've got to have God lead you in the directions that you're going. You know, a lot of people come up for prayer and ask for this and that. Well, you know, and I usually pray for them that God will open the right door for them. But in order for that door to be open and you know which door to go through, you have to spend time with God. Because if you don't, you may make that foolish mistake. I've made a, a, a ton of them in my life, a bunch of them, a whole bunch of them. And I've paid dearly because I wasn't listening to God. Even since Kathy and I have been married, I haven't listened to God on some of the decisions that I've made. And it has cost us dearly because of that. It also causes problems in your marriage when you don't get with God and make the decision. If you make a decision on your own without even consulting your mate, it's a bad thing to do. can't keep secrets hidden from your, from your wife or your husband. You can't do that, okay? Because you know what? Jesus is the light of the world, and when light shines on darkness, you're you going to get found out, okay? That's why evil doesn't like darkness, because of the light. Because it shows, it exposes you. It exposes who you really are. Okay, whatever you've been hiding is going to be exposed. Okay, so that's why, that's why you should not be foolish in your decisions that you need to consult God first in everything that you do. Okay? All right. Uh, let's see, I think I want... Um, I think I want James... One up there, five through eight. All right. This is how this is how you get so you can talk with God. Okay. Then, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to you. Wisdom. We have to have. You, know, you have to have wisdom in order to understand whether it's God's voice or not. Okay. Without that wisdom, you don't know whether it's God talking to you or not. You don't know whether it's God. You don't know whether it's the enemy. Because, you know, the devil, he's the great impersonator. He can make you think that it's God talking to you every time. Because when, we're start, when we start praying for something, we're wanting God to actually answer the prayer that we're praying in our favor. Whether it be what we need or not, or what we want. Because a lot of times God, God tells you no. But you go, no, that ain't what I want to hear. So what, what you do, you, you find somebody that's going to agree with you. And when you find out, say, yeah, well, see, that person said it would be the right thing to do when God said no. So when you go out and step out on your own, and then you find out, like what I do, I step out on my own, and a week later, a month later, you find out you made a big mistake because you didn't listen to God. When God tells you no, it's for a reason. Because you're stepping in the wrong place. You're fixing to step into some stuff you can't get out of. Okay? And then you're going to have to pay for it. you got to pay for it. You might be doing something with your friends, and that Holy Spirit quickens you and tells you no. But you go against that feeling that He rises up in you. That's why we need the Holy Spirit, because He protects you from doing the things you're not supposed to. And when that feeling comes up, don't do it. It don't matter whose feelings you hurt, because in the end, you're the one that's going to get hurt if you go along with the crowd. Okay? So you've got to get that Holy Spirit in you and listen to what He's telling you. Okay? He also said that you've you got to, uh, but let Him ask in faith 
with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave, wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. It said, for let not man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay? When you ask in faith, when you ask in faith, and then let's say you come up and, and you got you want to get healed of, of something or your marriage or an addiction, and you come up and you ask in faith, and then when you walk out that door and for some reason you didn't get healed or it didn't fall off you immediately right there, and then you go out there and say, well, that didn't work. It's not going to work because that's what a double-minded man is, that you come up here and get prayer and then you walk out the door and forget what you even got prayer for because you think that it didn't work. But God knows what you're going to, knows whether or not you're double-minded or not. He knows whether you're going to walk in that faith back out that door. Okay? So we, everyone's that okay again? Thing just chasing me around, isn't it? That little okay is just coming everywhere. I got to find a new word. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay? Okay, I need to find a new word. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I tell David come up to me, he goes, uh, how come I didn't get that? I said, well, you got to ask to have the, you know, the hands-free mic. You got to ask for it. And I don't like holding that other mic because I told David, I said, I feel like Bugs Bunny up here. You know, it's like I care, you know, what's up, Doc? I don't know what to do with that thing when, it, when it's in my hand. I just feel like a cartoon character sometimes with that. So always... That's what I used to have was the mic, because I thought that was, you know, when you're a guest speaker, you had to have the mic, you couldn't wear the cordless, but pastor ain't here. Sorry, pastor. <laughs> and then CJ told me if I mess it up that we all need to leave town because <laughs> it's his little baby, I reckon. So it's a nice one. It's new, and it, it's nice. I like this hand-free. It's really nice. So you get to, you know, move around a little bit and get your hands going and have a good time up here and you know, God wants us to have a good time. He, he ain't there to beat us up. My goodness. I mean, why did he make who we are? Why has everybody got a different personality? It's because it, the world would be so boring if we were just robots. Even on Facebook, or when you order something, they go, are you a robot? I love that. Are you a robot? <laughs> I mean, what if you put yes? I mean, what would happen? I mean, do they know if you're a robot? <laughs> I mean, that, I never. Are you a robot? Yes, because I'm a Christian. I'm a robot because I follow Jesus. I'm a robot. So, I think that's what they think sometimes. Because you follow Christ, that you know you're in this cult, you know. But uh, we're not. We're not. Uh, another gift that I think you need in order to hear uh, God's voice is it uh, about the spiritual gifts. Okay, I think you need the gift of discernment. Okay, there's nine gifts of the Spirit, okay? You can ask God for a gift of discernment to discern between God's voice, your voice, the devil's voice, some friend in that ear all the time gossiping, trying to get you to do this or that. Discernment is a, for the discernment of the spirits. You can tell whether it's God or whether it's the enemy talking to you. Listen, Jesus said that the sheep know his voice, Okay? They know his voice. If you're following Christ and you're one of his sheep, you know his voice. There's no doubt about it. Okay? None. He said that. He said, my sheep know me. Okay? And they follow him. 
right? Just like my son, he knows my voice. He can be sound asleep, and I can go, hey, and instantly they wake up, both of them. My daughter and son, same way. They sleep like logs, but I can go, hey, and up they come. Because they know my voice. It's the voice that they've just, from a child, that's what they've heard. Okay, that's what they've heard. Just like his child, that little great little baby up on the screen. One that's going to call me, Papa. <laughs> so, uh, he knows, she already knows his voice. Already. Because he can talk to her and she'll smile and, and knows it's him. Okay? And that's what, when we're babies and, and we start coming to Christ, that's what happens. We know his voice. We know his voice. And when we hear his voice, we need to heed to it. Alright? Don't ignore his voice. Do what it says, whether you like it or not. It's for your benefit all right it's god talking to you for a reason all right god never does anything just to just to do it he does it for a reason it's always a reason always always so you need to listen to his voice okay and along the lines that uh david was talking about about the microwave thing i think we use god like an atm machine sometimes okay we got this card and it's loaded up with like healings and gifts and words and, and whatever we need on this card. And, then, and we go into the booth. There's a Jesus booth right there. All right? And we go in there just like at the service station. We punch that card in there and, and then a little screen comes up and goes, what do you need today? Like if you went over here to the bank, the ATM. You want 50 bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, whatever. All right, and you push in what you want. Say, Lord, I need a healing today. Okay, I, I've, I've cut myself, I'm bleeding bad, and I need to get healed of that. So you put that in, and they go, well, that's so many points. And your card's only got so many points. So you want to be careful how you use that card up. That's how we treat Jesus, like an ATM machine. Whatever we want, put the card in, punch it in, take it out, and we expect it to be done. The microwave mentality. Okay, we go into that booth. And some of us use that card like it's going out of style. And then every now and then that little receipt comes out and goes, you're overdrawn. You know why you're overdrawn? Because you forgot to, to make a deposit. Okay? You ain't putting a deposit back. You keep taking and taking and taking, but you don't give nothing back. You don't give no time to God. You don't give no worship to God. You don't even give Him credit when He does something in your life. So what do you expect? You get overdrawn, and guess what? You get charged for it. The enemy comes in then. Okay, it's, oh, well, Lord, you, got, you owe this much more even to get even. All right? That's ridiculous, using him like that. That'd make me mad. God, use him like that. That, that upsets me. So it upsets me because that's what I've done. And I've used him like that. Times I'd get drunk and go, oh, God, I'll never do this again. You just get me out of this. I'm hurting so bad. I'll never do this again while you're hugging that big old white toilet going, God, I'll never do this again. Until 12 hours later, you're back out there doing the same thing because you feel good again. But it wasn't God that made you feel good because God's going, I can't help you, son. I can't help you until you come to me and get repentance. You've got to get repentance. You've got to get forgiven of your sins. You get forgiven of your sins, then you can start getting right with God, and then you can start hearing His voice. 
Okay, he ain't going to talk to you while you're out there sinning. The Holy Spirit might be pulling at you. If you even know who he is. But we don't know who he is until somebody tells you who he is. Okay, a preacher's got to be sent so you can hear what he's got to say. That's how I got saved. Man, I was doing everything in the world you can imagine. They drug me to a little Pentecostal Holy Church over here called McCombs Chapel. It is Pentecostal. Man, I thought I was going to die that night right there. I, mean, I thought I was going to die. That was it. I was, I was going to hell. I was going to burn. Because they bring the fire down when they preach. It scared me so bad. I've never been that scared in my life. I mean, I even thought, and they said, when you're, after it's all done, and, you know, I got saved that night, sanctified, I spoke in tongue, all that stuff. Ran around the church, went crazy. Got in the car, and they said, now listen, when you're going home, that devil's going to be in your back seat getting right in your ear. That scared me even worse. I was a grown man at the time, too. It scared me. I didn't know what to think about that stuff. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Whew. Well, it was a good time, though, but I, it, it scared me. Um, I did slip away from it for a while, and I did get back again, so um, I'm so glad of that because that is not a life you want to lead. Not a life you want to lead. It's terrible. All right. <clears throat> I'm not going to say okay. <laughs> oh, we're getting down close to time. Okay, I, got a, I, got, I didn't even think I'd even get this far, but I did. Um, I didn't think I'd... Oh, Lord. Mm. All right, um, come on up here, please. This is my wife, by the way. Oh, yeah, she gets a better applause than I do. What is this? <laughs> you can have a seat right there. Okay. By the way, she prophesied a month ago that me and David would probably more than likely be on the same page when we preach, and sure enough, when he started preaching about having to hear from God and taking your mountain, and I'm over there going, golly. And, then I, and the first thing that hit my mind was that, golly, I'm living with a prophetess. <laughs> and she is, believe me, she, she will speak into your life. And she speaks in mine all the time. And I'm a, you know, sometimes you don't want to hear what your wife has to tell you. <laughs> because we're men, we got egos, we don't want to hear that stuff. And, you know, I'm going, yeah, well, you know. And then, day or two later i'm going yeah she's right she's right and then you got to go in and go you're right baby i'm sorry okay but this is just a little demonstration about how we treat god all right we just this is god over there and i'm right here and i'm going all right god this is what i want i need this and i need this and i need that how about it you think you can take care of that for me you know, i've been in a prayer closet for a minute can i what can you do for me see that's how that's how we treat god just want it right away this is what we need to do you need to get face to face with god this is where your healing comes from this is where the word comes from intimacy See, I, I, can, I can sit here and tell her how beautiful she is, how much I love her, how great she is, how much I worship her. This is what you need to do with God. You need to be in love with God. See, I can't, I, I can do this with her. I can't do that with you.
You can do this with God. Okay? You must be intimate with God. Okay? It's an, it's a, it's an agape love that you need with God. Okay? See, we treat him like he's over there and we're over here. We don't want to get this close to God because we're afraid what God's going to tell us. And then we don't want to do what God's going to tell us because it scares us sometimes because we got to step out of that box comfort zone that we're in. We got to get out of that, okay? Because you can't do anything for God. You can't hear from God if you just stay way back over there and you don't get up here and hear what God is saying. God's not going to yell at you. He's going to sit here and he's going to talk to you intimately. We can talk real low and y'all never know what we're saying, but I can hear what he's saying. Because you know why? Because I've shut up. I've quit begging God for this, quit asking God for this, or God, I want this and I want that. We need to come in there. We, we already need to be prayered up, have our worship done, and then we need to sit down and listen to what he's telling us. He's going to tell you how to fix your marriage. He's going to tell you how, how to break the addiction that's in your life. He's going to tell you how to get healed. You know what he's going to tell you? He's going to tell you to read his word. Because the more of the word that's in you, the better off that you are. Your healing comes from that word. There's there all people that have been healed in there. Okay? And that's how you get healed. Okay, how you get saved. He tells you how to get saved. He tells you how to keep your sanctification, everything. But we're so busy running around and trying to do everything for everybody else and trying to get this done. We're being pulled by family, kids, work, jobs, all that. We're being pulled. We're being tugged. There's all kinds of chaos and commotion going on that we don't have time. We're way over here and he's over here. And we're not getting the intimate time. Thank you, dear. Um, we need to make time for God. Okay? God, God is like a uh, radio station. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. That radio station is constantly transmitting. Constantly transmitting. You don't hear it, though, because you're not tuned in to that frequency, so you can't hear what that radio station is saying. So what we need to do is get turned on and tuned in to God. It's not that God isn't speaking to us. It's just that our receivers aren't receiving what He's saying. we got to fix our receiver, Okay? We're listening to everything else except for what, what God is saying. We need to tune in to HGC. That's the Holy Ghost channel. Okay? That's the frequency that we need to turn on when we get in our cars, when we're at home listening to television or the news. I mean, stuff that gets in our heads is unreal. I'm a news freak. I love to listen to the news. I like to know what's going on because I don't want to be blindsided by anything. But I need to listen more to the HGC channel, okay? So let's get our receivers fixed so that when God is transmitting, we can hear what He's saying. Don't you want to be healed? Don't you want to be set free? I mean, don't you want the chains off your life? Don't you want to be free? Don't, I don't want to be bound up anymore. 
I want to be free. I want to have a good time. I want to be able to dance in the Lord. I want to have joy in the Lord. You know, I don't want to go around with, golly, I just don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know where my next payday is coming from. I don't know what I'm going to do. And you're always so down. And, and, but God don't want that. God came to give you life and give it more abundantly. Okay, it's not just money that He wants to give you. He wants to give you freedom from the addictions and the things that are going on in your life. That's what He wants. You don't think He rejoices when you get healed or you get an addiction broken? God don't sit up there and go, yeah, I guess He made it that time. No, He's rejoicing in it. Every time something good happens to you, He rejoices. He don't want His people trodden down. He don't want that no more. He wants you happy. Don't think that he's going to punish you for everything you do. I've seen a thing where a tree fell down, but it didn't die. It was still growing because the roots weren't cut off. If you're rooted in God, you're going to have a good life. It don't matter how many times you get knocked down. And if you can't get back up, grow right there where you're at. Because eventually you'll get back up like that tree did. It's amazing. As long as a root don't get cut off of you, you got a good chance of making it. Right? It's not a good chance, it's an excellent chance. You will make it. So quit putting yourselves down. Believe what God is telling you to be. Alright? You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Be proud of it. Tell people you're a child of God. Show them you're a child of God. Okay? If we go around being sad and miserable, who wants to be a sad and miserable Christian? Who? Nobody. If you act like that, people ain't going to come to your church. If you invite them to your church, go, why should I go there? Do I got to act like you? Okay, do I got to go in there and cry and be that way and down all the time? Is that what your church is? We're supposed to be a loving, caring church, encouraging each other. Okay, listen to what God is telling you. Okay? Okay, I'm going to say okay. Because I love Jesus. And I love what He did for me. Because He told me what I wasn't doing. And it made me, it convicted my soul. It convicted me. Because I wasn't reading His Word. I'd go in and I'd read my daily Bible and I thought that was enough. Because I read His Word. But that ain't enough. I never studied it. I never meditated on it. And things went bad because I didn't. We've got to get back to, got to get in His Word. There's joy in this Word. Laughter is healing for you. Get happy and get healed. Okay, God will do that for you. I love this Word. It's amazing what's in this book. I've read it several times, but I've never studied it. I never meditated on it. I can tell you stories because I've read the stories, but I've never studied them. Or meditate just on what He might bring out to you. You'd be surprised when you start meditating. God will heal you. He'll heal you. I'm telling you, He'll heal you. They told me one time I had a ruptured disc. I had to have surgery. Because ruptured discs don't get healed. I'm playing golf. Okay? I work like a dog. It don't hurt me. It was in my neck right up there. Surgeon called and I said, nah. You can cancel that. I ain't, I ain't going. I ain't going. You got you to gotta confess it. Okay? You got to tell I don't have cancer. Okay? I don't have diabetes. I don't have arthritis. Don't let that disease have you. 
you take control over that disease, like David said, and you'll be healed. You'll be healed. You'll be healed. Thank you, Lord. Man, I don't know where that came from. Wait a second. I still got a bunch of pages. Bunches of them. Even took notes of David. Because all great deals take notes. Man. So let's just tune in. Tune in. Get alone time. Get quiet. Everything. I don't care if you've got to get up an hour early, 30 minutes. Even get, give God, give him at least 30 minutes of just being quiet and listen to what God has to tell you. If you're one of his sheep, you'll hear his voice. Okay? It may be that still, small voice that Elijah heard. Or it could be a thundering voice sometimes. You know, sometimes I need a billboard sign to tell me what I need or what I need to do. Sometimes it's my wife's voice telling me, you're going, Jim, you need to go the other direction. Are you sure you prayed about this? You know, you need to slow down. So I'm wide open. I mean, I'm 65 years old. I hadn't slowed down yet. So I've had multiple operations, car wrecks, everything. Nah, ain't gonna slow me down. Especially since I got healed. Especially since God has took over my life. Why slow down? Just because you're 65 don't mean you're retired. You, I mean, my goodness gracious, look what he did for Abraham. Was he 90 years old and had a kid? Can I, I don't know what I'd do at 90 and had a baby. <laughs> I'm at 65 and I don't even know what to do in the Emmy except love her. It doesn't matter how old you are, God will use you. He'll use you in a capacity you don't even can't even believe that he'll use. You're here for a purpose. And God's got you here for a purpose. If it's just to speak into one person's life and change the direction that they're going, you have accomplished what God has got for you. You don't have to be a big-time preacher. You don't have to have your name in marquee lights. They don't even have to know who you are. But that one person's life that you touched makes a world of difference to them and to God. Okay, that's why we're here. Let's stand to our feet. I still had about four or five pages for y'all. But that's what God does. When you let him, he does me anyway. You know, I've told y'all about I had an anointed chair. (laughs) We we got rid of the anointed chair. Uh, I gave it to my grandson. I don't think he ever sat in it. (laughs) I think it probably would have scared him if he did. Um. But when I sit down, God just pours. And that's part of studying. If, if you'll just start reading his word and just kind of write a couple things down that, that he gives you, you'll be surprised what the Holy Spirit does. You just start flowing in the spirit and you'll write and you'll write and, or type, whatever it is y'all do. You know, this is my tablet. One thing about my tablet, you don't have to charge it. You know. You might have to refill it every now and then with some, with some pages. 
but my tablet will never let me down. It'll always be there. In order to recharge it, I just call up on the HGC channel. So, <laughs> so we need to just tune in to the HGC channel. <laughs> 